everybody and welcome back to season two of the Dr. Greg Jones Optimization Academy where I get to interview some of my favorite innovators in healthcare, medicine, wellness, fitness, and beyond. And today I am honored to have Kim look on the show. And you know, so I'll give you my history with Kim is that way back when, okay, three months ago, I took an ozone <laughs> training course. <laughs> I took an ozone, tra- ozone in-person uh, ozone, ozone training course you know, social, you know, social distancing and uh, everything else included. So, and at the end of that course, they're like, Hey, if you want, you can do some add on training and it's going to be, you know, a zoom call on more detail about ozone marketing, uh, and you know, starting your IV clinic and then actually working on the consultation. And then I'm thinking there's going to be three different instructors for each class, but no, 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 no. It was Kim look every class. So, and I was like, you know what, she is really good at this ozone thing and seems to know a lot about, you know, marketing and running a clinic and a practice and all that. And I was like, you know what, and I want to talk more about ozone and I want to educate more people on ozone. So it just seemed only, you know, right that I bring Kim on the show and we could talk about ozone and how the benefits of it and everything like that. So with no further ado, I want to introduce Kim and she can tell you more about her background in health and medicine and also with ozone. So welcome, Kim. Hey, thank you, Dr. Jones. It's a, it's a privilege being here. I love being on the other side of the interview process and excited to talk to your listeners. Okay. So how did you get started in medicine and wellness? Uh, you know what, actually... Like most uh, patients do, even like a lot of practitioners do, is personal needs. So uh, I have three kids. My third child, though, was born really ill, and nobody could really figure that out and help that. So I started studying, you know, to uh, become educated on what the possibilities were and landed in functional medicine um, and was able to get her well with a really simple process that none of the conventional doctors, allopathic, pediatricians, et cetera, could help me with. Um, and then ended up finding some healthcare physicians kind of locally to me that could continue to help me pursue that path. I've always been nutrition, uh, hardcore athlete, exerciser, you know, longevity type person, but until you actually have a family member or personal need, um, and the conventional route doesn't help you, you know, a lot of people don't end up finding regenerative slash functional integrative medicine. So I got here like a lot of people do, just personal need when everything else didn't work out. Okay, great, great. And um, that's, you hit it right on the head with that. That's how a lot of us found this, this career, this passion is like something happened to you personally or your family and say, hey, it's gotta be a better way or how can I make this better, right? So that's how the path starts for many people. Now, how did you get started in uh, being an ozone guru? <laughs> Well, slightly different from that, kind of in my athletic career, uh, I was an ultra marathon runner and I was competing a lot and actually holding my daughter, fell down the stairs and broke my tailbone. And it really affected my athletic performance. It affected everything. I mean, you know, when you're an athlete or high performance type person, you know, you, you have your aches and pains, you work through, you age, whatever, but I had never really had a true injury. And so this was like, you know, if you're going to threaten my marathon career, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to have to fight me for it. So I had to seek out alternative therapies for getting well. I mean, I had a lot of pain, a lot of referred pain in my hip, and I found an ozone uh, doctor, uh, somewhat local to me and went over there for a consultation for my tailbone slash hip. 
and got over there. And after spending three years learning functional medicine was just blown away by this guy's practice. I mean, he had, he had a whole injection suite, you know, where we were focused on joints, but then he had a whole IV suite. So like a 10,000 square foot space, seeing a hundred people a day and using all, you know, nutrition and oxidative medicine. And I, up to that point, loved the idea of eating healthy and taking care of your body, but the idea that you could do high doses, you could do injections, IVs, I mean, it really blew me away. And I ended up working there and uh, loving it and uh, being there about three years and really transforming that practice and seeing ozone uh, be given to 50 to 100 people a day. And so we were a destination clinic, people coming from all over the world with the craziest stories, you know, just the craziest medical failures, infections, you know, amputees, uh, professional athletes. Uh, you know, the week I left there, we had patients from Dubai. And so just was like a crash course in functional medicine. And in the process, I also received hundreds of injections and IVs to get myself well and, you know, got back on track. So, you know, the rest is kind of history after that between my daughter and then my own, uh, you know, uh, money, running career, uh, I was sold, I was hooked. And then, you know, my mother-in-law got cancer shortly after that. And so we had that uh, mission to take on and we're successful there too, so. Awesome. Awesome. Now, we've been throwing that word around for the last few minutes here, but let's start from the beginning. What is ozone? Yeah, so ozone is interesting. The way I usually uh, describe it to the general public or my patients is we breathe O2, right? Everybody knows two oxygen molecules, but this is O3. And it's kind of a supercharged oxygen and it exists in nature. It exists up, you know, we've, we've probably all heard about the ozone layer and it's produced by uh, the mixture of oxygen, a little sunlight, and some electricity. So a lot of people think it smells like the earth after a fresh rain, or, you know, it's a very cleansing, uh, fresh smell. Um, but inside the body, uh, when you can create pure, like, medical-grade ozone, uh, it's a supercharged oxygen. And yes, we need food. Yes, we need water. But I'm pretty sure oxygen trumps all of that. And yet we start to diminish those levels of oxygen as we age, uh, which lets disease in and settle in, inflammation get in. And so um, it's a very naturally occurring, we even create ozonides inside of our own bodies. So this is a very naturally occurring uh, thing, even though we figured out how to create it medically to be ultra pure and also to regulate the doses, et cetera. But it's, it's like blood your body with oxygen, like Dr. McCabe says, you know, it's just getting those oxygen molecules into the system actually, you know, helps us fight off disease and helps us age a little bit more gracefully. Okay. So you're right there. A lot of people, when they think ozone, the first thing we think is the ozone layer and pollution and industrial waste. And, you know, so it gets scary just the thought of it, but actually ozone has been used in medicine for a very long time. Um, so I want to say like, Back in World War One or World War Two, oh, even further, yeah. Wow, yeah, exactly. So, um, but when did ozone become a little bit more? Um, I want to say popular or used more in you know modern medicine. 
Well, it actually was first discovered in the late 1700s, but for medical use, it was actually Nicholas Tesla. I mean, smart guy, right? We can credit him with a lot of scientific and innovative things that we have today. Uh, and so he really discovered it, its impact on health and, and how we could potentially use it to impact health. And so he's credited with developing uh, not only the technology to create pure medical grade, like you mentioned, we can't just go harvest this from the air that we breathe or the atmosphere that is mixed with pollutants and other things that are not necessarily healthy. But when we're talking about putting it into the body, we're manufacturing it from a pure O2 source. And when you use it that way, um, it, it has, a, it has a, a, a pure effect on us. And Nick Tesla really kind of had to, started that development with the technology to create that, that pure source and then also the medical application. Uh, but in modern times, it's been, uh, most of the credit goes to Dr. Valio Bocci, B-O-C-C-I. Uh, he is a, a physician who practiced in Italy and really spent his whole life researching ozone. And so lots of the studies and protocols and resources and stuff lead back to him. Awesome. Now, that being said, we know what ozone is. It's been used for a while. Now, the next question leads us into, you know, the, the why of it, the how of it, right? So what are some of the uh, therapeutic benefits of ozone therapy? Well, again, because it's so foundational, such a part of the fundamental process of how we function, um, it's actually the albumin in blood that carries the oxygen. So there's lots of oxidative therapies out there. You know, there's hyperbaric uh, oxygen, hyperbaric chambers. There's, you know, all different sorts of ways, even drinking water and hydration is a way to get oxygen into the system. But when you do it with ozone via blood, um, it actually is the albumin that absorbs the ozone or the uh, oxygen molecules, and then it's transported through the system. That it's pretty cool because modern medicine really takes like a a, a a chemical or you know a plant derivative or something and chemically modifies it to affect a, a specific transport chain or a specific you know you know this even better than I do like a specific component in how the body functions. But ozone is different. It actually, you know, tampers with or improves the metabolic process at a very fundamental level and has a, a very deep, complicated almost biochemical reaction. And so it affects many different processes in the body that as an end result really focus on circulating oxygen. And we know that pathogens, yeast, cancer, fungus, bacteria, viruses, they're anaerobic. They can't handle that oxidative, you know, stress, so to speak, on them. They're anaerobic. So any oxygen, they, they almost die out. Uh, but then inflammation uh, and also pain uh, and also immunity. So one of the biggest components here is it's balancing, it's modulating the immune system. So if your immune system's super overactive, like an autoimmune type situation where you know it's it's overactive, it's turned on by whatever number of triggers might be a possibility, or it's underactive, it's suppressed. Uh, which we see a lot in today's society as well. Even, you know, like a cancer situation would be somebody with an immune system that's just not um, stepping up to the plate. Uh, it's going to help balance either side of that, which is also really cool about ozone. It can work from both ways. You know that as a naturopath, like you're looking at different plants and, and homeopathics and different things that, you know, can do, can work on both ends of the spectrum. And that's actually really important. And I kind of want to circle back to something you said in the beginning of that is that there's a difference between 
boosting the immune system, balancing the immune system, and being anti antiviral, antibacterial. And it's different pathways, right? Because even when I was sitting in the lecture, it's like the first thing you think that when you're talking about something being, you know, um, killing pathogens, you think it's stimulating your immune system, right? But it's not exactly that. It's a direct attack on that pathogen because, again, if they're anaerobic, they can't handle oxygen because of their lipid layer. And like I said, we don't get crazy technical about it. But again, this is where it's really cool because you don't, and there's many people, you don't want to actually stimulate everyone's immune system because some people have autoimmune conditions where their immune system is actually attacking them, right? So stimulating, boosting their immune system is not what we want to do. It's that balance. And that's yeah. really cool to kind of point that out, that there's a difference between the boost, the simulation, and the balancing, right? Um, yeah, and it does both. I mean, dose and application can play into that, but ozone naturally uh, does both, you know, and that's the, that's, the, that's the biochemical effect. That's the beauty of the body knows what to do with this. It knows how to manage it. And it really kind of ignites a certain response. And then that ignites other responses in our body. Our body knows what to do with that. And then translates into a, a homeostasis, you know, a balancing system, uh, which is what we need. I mean, that's really the environmental triggers, the stress, the the food factors, you know, all these things that we can't really avoid triggers in our environment in 2021. So we have to do our best, but then sometimes we can use things like ozone to mitigate that, to continue to help the system to work through that process in a healthy manner. And one of the things we're, I was looking at as well is like, okay, well, when we look at some of the conditions we're going to get into that, I was looking at some of the chronic fatigue producing viruses, your Epstein-Barr and your Coxsackie and your, um, your cytomegalovirus. And you're just like, okay, well, it looks like the ozone actually is preferential towards those because of that whole lipid layer thing, right? And so yeah, when I was yeah. looking at, so I was like, oh my God, this is great because, you know, you have people with, you know, you know, even Lyme per se, you know, and it's like, okay, well, wow, this may be something that we can use for that in adjunct to other treatments, right? Because at the end of the day, and I've actually spelled this out on my website is that, hey, ozone is a tool. It's a powerful tool, but it's not a cure-all. You can't just, I'm just going to do ozone, not going to do anything else to treat, you know, there's also, you can't ignore diet and sleep and managing stress and all these other components of health, right? So I want to make sure people listening don't say, okay, I'm just going to do ozone and nothing else, right? You still have to you're have comprehensive, right. right? It has to be comprehensive in nature. Now, yourself as a ultra marathon runner, and you mentioned some of the professional athletes coming to that clinic, how does ozone benefit athletes or very active individuals? Well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, what I learned as a marathon runner is not actually what I believe and know today. <laughs> Um, you know, I always thought more exercise was better, excessive endurance, you know, fight through it, uh, no pain, no gain, that type of thing. But, you know, now we know that excessive exercise like that, especially endurance and whether it, even if it's, you know, CrossFit, even if it's, you know, football, just, it just, you know, powerlifting, all these types of things put stress on the body. They actually create oxidative stress. You know, now we know that you probably shouldn't do uh, resistance training every single day. Um, and so I wouldn't go back to being a marathon runner for a lot of reasons, but in the process, um, you know, you also have to mitigate that. We also know that when people are in these uh, high exercise levels, their immune system might be depleted or be a little bit more susceptible. So even though it's a healthy thing in excess, like some of us get to, um, it also can deplete different areas of our body. So, um, but then when it comes to actual performance, it's, you know, there's one aspect to what do we do to the system? How do we feed it to get good performance? Um, but the other side to that, which we're learning so much more about now is the recovery side. 
you know, to be able to push hard, go far, uh, and do it all again tomorrow, uh, or at least soon. You know, the more you can train, the better you can perform. And so ozone works on both sides of that. It's um, in my in my experience, in my education, and I've owned three practices and started many others. And one of those practice practices was built around hyperthermia, heat, hyperthermia, um, and also the NAD component and uh, ozone and exercise. And so there's only those those few components to, um, or a few things that you can do that do several things. And ozone's kind of like exercise in a bottle, so to speak, um, where you're, you're giving the body the kind of building blocks to be able to heal and repair. And that could be degeneration and disease. It could also be exercise and longevity. Um, and so it's going to help on the uptake of feeding your muscles, feeding your cardiovascular strength, and decreasing inflammation from that activity. So you'll be able to go, you know, you'll be able to work hard. But like I said, on the flip side of that, it is how do you recover? You know, how fast can you regenerate? How fast can you get that glycogen out of your muscles? How fast can you, um, you know, repair those muscles when you're like lifting a lot resistance training to be able to build the muscle? And ozone actually helps on that, that, that aftermath, that after side as well. But mostly on keeping, keeping the infection down, uh, inflammation actually rather, uh, and also just feeding that cardiovascular health, the, the dilation, the vasodilation circulation, and uh, keeping your immune system in check throughout all that. And then there's uh, another thing that I was researching for this is that about, and I won't, like we were talking before, I'm not going to get crazy technical, but it actually allows your body to get more oxygen to tissues by upregulating a specific enzyme in the body. So more oxygen to tissue, more energy, and more recovery from that. So performance, more O2 to tissue, just think more performance. I think that's something that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a big that. one is oxygen to tissue. And then also ATP. This is going to mm -hmm. enhance mitochondrial and ATP function, which is the powerhouse of the cell where we're going to get a lot of energy. The other thing here, uh, you mentioned NAD earlier, and it's a big buzzword, and I know you're going to be talking about it soon. Uh, ozone is the only one of the only things that converts NADH to NAD, and I, not to get too technical, but right. it's actually instigating these natural responses in the body. It also recru recruits platelets. It, it recruits um, stem cells. You know, a lot of these healing cofactors our body should be doing on its own, but sometimes needs a boost. And ozone does both of those things and also converts uh, so that we can hopefully have some more uh, availability of NADH or sorry, NAD as well. And so it's, it's feeding through that oxygen mechanism, but also through that biochemical reaction mechanism. Okay, great. Now we said some very powerful terms here. We said inflammation and oxidation and oxygen and the immune system and again, powerful terms and so important in health and medicine and wellness. But to get a little bit more specific with that, what are some of the top or most common conditions that you've seen ozone be effective with? Well, I would say probably 80% of my career is dealt with the chronic disease, which I've done all 10 years in Lyme disease. Uh, I spent a couple years in Epstein-Barr virus and cytomegalovirus, uh, lots in autoimmune, especially the last five years or so. And then I spent a solid five years in integrative oncology. Uh, cancer care. And so I've seen, there is no hole in one. There is no one size fits all. Um, but, you know, I'll say it this way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, treat my, my fan, my friends, my family members, you know, without it. 
because um, it is that powerful. According to the research, 60 to 90% effective on even those conditions that, um, that are medical failures, you know, as a last resort. So the research and science behind it is very, like you mentioned, the word powerful is good and also motivating. Uh, but, um, you know, that, so in chronic disease, it's interesting because in that case, you're kind of, like I say, medical failures, you're already really far down that road of, of degradation. And yet I've seen ozone as one of those tools bring people back to life. I mean, literally. Uh, and there's lots of things. There's an ID, there's vitamin C, there's all these other things that you should do as well. But ozone is really powerful on those viruses, those bacteria, those resistant uh, situations where medications and surgeries just haven't been effective. And then about 20% of my career has been focused on the anti-aging, the professional athlete. And what I see there is really, really fun where, again, you know, I've even had like high school, you know, JV runners that come in and all they want to do is just feel good. They want to be able to run twice a day. And I had this one little female athlete and after just a few therapies, she ended up making the varsity team and then, uh, and then qualifying for state and she came in second. And that's just an improvement in the way that we like, like just the aerobic capacity, the ability to heal and stay away from injury. So uh, it's, it's really broad spectrum. You know, there's cardiovascular benefits, there's neural benefits, there's GI benefits, uh, cellular efficiency, um, wound care is phenomenal. And, and that gets into, there's so many different ways to apply ozone too. There's so many things you can do at home. And then there's things you need to seek out a provider for, but it really is broad spectrum. In fact, we get, we take some flack for, you know, people joke about it being a panacea, which just means, oh, you think it's a cure-all for everything. But when you're talking about fundamental cellular metabolism and function, yeah, the sky's the limit with, with what ozone can do. And that doesn't mean it's an overnight success either. I've seen those miracles, but it's regenerative medicine. I always tell patients you didn't get sick overnight. You're not going to get well overnight. I mean, we like to see those cases. They do happen, but um, it takes a series of treatments and therapies. But really, I, I mean, I, I could get sick with anything, anything, you know, COVID could cross my path and ozone would be my go-to. Awesome. Awesome. Now you started to go down that road a little bit. So I want to own in on that is that what are some of the ways that ozone can be administered? Well, um, actually right now it's the public that's driving the, the medical business of ozone, which is really interesting. It's Lyme disease platforms and groups. There's a lot of public figures, Dave Asprey, Dr. Mark Hyman, Ben Greenfield, Joe Mercola. I mean, these really public figures who have hundreds of thousands of viewers are promoting and talking about the power of ozone. And so uh, it's interesting because there are many ways, you know, you, there's nothing stopping anybody in the general public from getting an ozone generator at home. They make them very safe. They're very affordable. Um, and so you can do a lot at home in the way of what's called insufflation. And so you're getting ozone into different orifices of your body. Uh, the most common one is rectal insufflation. Sounds a little invasive, um, more socially awkward than anything, <laughs> but it's not, especially for women. Um, and, and it's just getting, getting the ozone into the colon and then into the portal vein means that you're getting a systemic therapy. So there's rectal insufflation, vaginal insufflation. You can do 
ears and nose insufflation at home, but also you can ozonate water and creams to drink, to utilize at home. Uh, and then also uh, creams, anti-aging like toothpaste and stuff that you can use at home as well. So um, that would be my you know, dream is to see an ozone generator in everybody's home because it can be used instead of so many things. At the first sight of infection or the first uh, inkling of symptom, which means you can prevent so many different things and stay away from antibiotics. And, and in my house, it's just that it's, it's like instead of Neosporin, instead of Tenactin, you know, it's for acne, it's for rashes, it's for cuts, scrapes, and burns. Um, you know, it's, it's an everyday household thing that we're doing. Um, and so it's really simple, really inexpensive. There's lots of great sites online. There's people such as yourselves that can help your patients, you know, get this into their homes and use it on a daily basis if you choose. And then there's those, you know, bigger procedures, IV therapies, um, several different types of IV therapies uh, and injections, you know, joint injections. So those are two top main ways that uh, people use ozone is IVs and joint injections, and those do require a professional such as yourself to administer those. And they are kind of a bigger boost, you know, a bigger bang for your buck. Um, and sometimes that's required. You know, if you're that sick, if you've got, you've had a chronic disease for some time, then doing this at home is going to be great. Uh, in a perfect world, you would do both IVs and injections and insufflations at home for a period of time until you get back on your feet. Uh, and then the home, you know, modalities can get you through. Be kind of a prevention or um, prophylactic or even maintenance program at home. Okay. Hey, great. Yes. And, and that's correct. I do um, personally at the clinic here, we're doing the uh, major autohemotherapy and we're also doing the joint injections. So it's really fun to do the MAH, to, to do the uh, ozone IV. Um, that process for those who've never seen it, it's really kind of cool. And it looks like when you see it, like, what are you really doing in there? It's where we, you know, we, we, we have our IV bag, we draw your blood um, and we put that blood in the IV bag and then we add the ozone to the IV bag then we drip it back into you. And it's like, it's like, oh, is this like ozone dialysis you guys are doing in there? What's going, what's happening there, right? But it's it's really good, and you see people, their energy picks up, um, and again, treating those chronic conditions with pain and fatigue, and you know, it never. I tell people like, hey, this is cool, but you really need to commit to doing a few of these because you know, one, it's rare that I get the one person who hops out of the chair and. and gives me the big hug and it's like thank you I'll see you next year like no yeah, this is, yeah. we, we want to make as part of a comprehensive treatment plan and you may have to do five of these or ten of these or do once a month for maintenance and just kind of go from there so and joint injections are pretty cool too just um, that also you know as when we combine it with you know prolotherapy or PRP um, most people have, some people have heard of the term prolozone um, and that actually helps with stimulating regenerative processes and, and injury so tons of ways we can do it there's a doc I trained with back when I was in medical school he was actually using ozone for shingles. Yeah, um, it works really like, well. Yeah, and so I've not had the opportunity to do that yet, but it's also an option for us here as well. Um, that being said, um, let's talk a little bit about the safety of ozone. Um, like there are certain people, there are certain populations that should not um, consider doing ozone or not candidates for it, or as we say in the medical community, contraindications for it. Well, there's a few different factors that go into that. You want to make sure that your provider or that your, your uh, ozone generator at home is medical grade. You want to make sure you're using pure medical grade ozone. And it's actually very, very small amounts of ozone that are produced there. The rest of it is oxygen. 
pure oxygen. And so the oxygen itself is even having a, a you know, regenerative effect on the system and is utilized by the system. And so that's the first step is making sure you've got really pure, somebody's, you know, making, using a good machine and making good ozone. And then even as you were talking a second ago, whether you're putting in blood or in injections or insufflations, you know, how safe it is, is kind of based on the dose as well. And there is a lot of flexibility on the dose. Uh, there's a lot of literature out of different countries, Germans, Russians, French, Cuban, and they all have, they all have their kind of their specificity, uh, if I said that right, on you know, their preference on the ozone dose. And so that's part of the safety too. And you know, a good provider will totally understand that and know that. Um, but beyond that, it is, it is, has a very, very high safety profile. It's really interesting because ozone itself is one of the top two or three, depending on what you read, most reactive gases that we know of. But in really low doses, which is what a good provider and an ozone generator would create, it's very, very, very safe. Uh, I mean, if you look at you know conventional medicine, deaths from from uh, we we used to joke about this. We had a slide in our presentation for training that more people die of shark attacks. Um, actually, more people die from a vending machine falling on them than they do of uh, than has ever been reported with anything like ozone. Um, and there are there's only you know a handful, literally four or five deaths even associated with it. So, uh, in comparison to medications, walking into a hospital, so many other things that can get us, uh, ozone is very very safe. But there are a few contraindications. Um, if you have any bleeding disorders, uh, if you have any like thrombocytopenia, things where your red blood cell count might be a little bit insufficient or struggling a little bit, it doesn't mean you can't do ozone. It just means you need that really close uh, intervention and aid of your practitioner. Um, and you know, otherwise, you know, these low doses that you're going to be doing at home or in an IV are actually really, really safe. Great. And then there's that one, uh, I've not seen it yet, is a G6PD uh, deficiency or glucose 6-phosphate um, dehydrogenase deficiency, which I've, which I've also, you know, I've noticed that it's more common in males and females anyway, but there, there is the rare occasion where you'll have a female with a G6PD deficiency. So yeah, and for those who've not heard of it, that's a, what we call a lysis of red blood cells. So if ozone has a potential to cause it lysis and, you know, it's rare. Um, to find that, but if this is something that you've been diagnosed with or suspect or family history of it, to make sure that you get that lab test done before you get into ozone and also any high doses of vitamin C where you see um, ozone and vitamin C are the two things that I would be more concerned about when it comes to G6PD deficiency. So uh, another thing to be concerned about, we were circling back to the beginning is about how ozone is killing off those pathogens, the, the virus, bacteria, and, and fungus, and how some of those organisms can actually release their endotoxin when ozone destroys it. And that leads to what's called a Herxheimer reaction. And so can you talk a little bit about that and, you know, ways to, um, to mitigate that or deal with that that you've seen? Yeah, you're right. There's a few things. Not everybody feels great with ozone every single time. It's not like it's a, if it's a routine thing that happens over and over and over again, then maybe you have a sensitivity to ozone, which I've never actually seen. It's rare. But there are some, there's some big movement that can happen when you add ozone to the body. And one of those is that you would have a lot of die off, so to speak. You said it. Uh, more technical, but you know, you stir up those pathogens, those things in the system, and then your body's got to be able to remove those to get rid of them. And some of us are more efficient at that than others. Uh, and ozone helps with that process. And I, you know, I, there's a lot of things that can aid with that process. And also the antioxidant levels that we have. 
uh, can also be a factor there. If you don't feel good after ozone, it could be that you're a little bit depleted or deficient on some of those antioxidants that you might need to supplement with. Uh, but the Herxheimer reaction in general, I've actually in 10 years only seen it a few times and that's because I'm aware and I'm always working with patients to you know, do different detox mechanisms. That could be simple like, like ginger baths or, or lymphatic massage or vibration plates, you know, rebounding, these types of things that help the detox pathways, lymphatics and you know, GI aspects to eliminate a lot of these endotoxins. Um, and then there's other things, there's binders and there's homeopathics and there's herbs and things that can help with that process as well. It's not a bad thing, you know, it's not, if you don't feel good from ozone, it's most likely not a bad thing at all. In fact, I tell my patients, yeah, some of you will feel great. Some of you won't feel great right away. Either one of those responses is good. We know we've created change. We know that we've motivated the body to respond in essentially a good way but you might need some help getting through that process. And that's where you come into play with the different things that you can work through. But yeah, we, you usually see it in Lyme disease. Lyme disease is known for its Herxheimer responses. So you've got a lot of those bacteria and biofilms in the system that as ozone you know, motivates a response, you have, to, you have to manage in the system. And sometimes it's even just an immune response. You know, We're turning on the immune system. Now the immune system is recognizing those pathogens in the body and going after them. It's just like coming down with a cold or a flu. You don't feel good. You know, you get a headache, you feel worn down, you get achy. Uh, but that's, that's the, our, you know, intrinsic, it's, we're endowed with that response in our system to go after those invaders in our body. And so it's a good response, even though we don't feel bad, or even though we don't feel good. Um, but anything we can do to help with that is going to get us through that process a little bit better. Um, and there are other techniques, you know, ultraviolet light, I think is one of those things, uh, doing some glutathione, some vitamin C afterwards can help with those. But, you know, the other idea here is that you, you titrate up, you use a little bit of ozone and just gradually work up your dose. So if you're going to have a detox reaction, maybe you could see it in more small increments. A Herxheimer is like, you know, you really don't feel good. And, and, and it could be, I've seen people, I've, you know, had other practitioners tell me, uh, you know, somebody's even been to the ER because it's, it's so painful. It's so uncomfortable. And that can happen if you do too much ozone too fast. So, you know, working from in a healthy range and then starting at low doses and titrating up with your practitioner is probably my best recommendation. Yeah. And, and so far I've not experienced that, but again, it goes down to having the conversation, knowing your patient, right? So it's like, if, if I know that you're having issues with detoxification and that it looks like, you know, your diet has like, nothing antioxidant your entire like you, you're barely eating any green vegetables and you know and you're not taking your you know your fish oils you don't have fish oil in your supplement regimen or glutathione or alpha pulic acid and on and on and on or you know certain like okay i know that you're have a sluggish immune system and it's like you know what this is a candidate for that so we want to prepare for that where they're using binders or getting on a detox um some supplementation and changing some dietary things like, so you can be, pre be prepared for that and then bring the dose up slowly and, you know, consistently where you're not having to worry about that. Cause that's one that you don't want to do. You know, people hop up and it's like, Oh, I got, I got a rash going to the hospital. And it's like, that doesn't, <laughs> yeah. does not play well on your Google reviews. I can tell, <laughs> I can tell you that. That's totally right. That's totally right. And right away, you know, so. it, that's a good practitioner. I think if you're, I mean, we're talking to your patients and your public here, but 
you know, if that's a good practitioner, you're looking for somebody who's going to prime your system, who's going to work with where you're at, um, rather than just throwing, you know, stem cells kind of works like this too. You can just throw some stem cells in somebody's body, but it's going to work better if you start with a pre-workout, you know, a, a pre-plan to prime your body first and then, uh, you know, so hopefully eliminate or mitigate some of these uh, responses that aren't always, they're not necessary, you know, and, and also that, that dosing mechanism or method. Um, so if you're going to have pill crummy, it's going to be in small increments. Got it. Perfect. So before we let you off the hook here with all these questions here, <laughs> are there any, uh, we kind of talked about a little bit before we got on the call, any do's and don'ts of ozone therapy that, you know, the general public should be aware of. We already know medical grade ozone, make sure you have that. Make sure you find a good practitioner. You're not dosing too fast. Uh, make sure you don't have any contraindications or things that are, can make it unsafe for you personally. Any other do's and don'ts or tips and tricks? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there are those people that will have a sensitivity to it. And if you're getting like some home oils or creams, uh, some people can be very sensitive to the carrier oil. You know, it, it, you can get coconut oil. You can get sunflower oil. There's even oils that you can swallow for GI health. Um, and so if you have those sensitivities or tend to be sensitive in that way, you just might want to be cautious with, you know, what you're mixing your ozone with. Uh, and, and otherwise, I really, the ozone sauna, it also can, it's typical. Do you have one of those? I don't know. I do not. Yeah, they're cool. And you can get one at home even. They're not cheap, but they're really fantastic. They're just a therapeutic way to do ozone. It's not a systemic, uh, you know, uh, chronic disease type thing. But they're notorious for causing a rash, the ozone rash, um, that you just have to work through. It's not necessarily urgent or disastrous or not at all anyway. Um, but, you know, really ozone is quite safe. And I've, I don't see a lot of reasons why most people can't utilize it in one way or another. Okay, great, great. Well, thank you for your time. This has been great. I appreciate you making time for us and talking about ozone. And you mentioned something earlier with the ultraviolet light. And so we're not going to let you off that easy. So we're going to bring you <laughs> back here soon and talk UBI and combine that with ozone and how that can be synergistic and improve that therapy or using it on its own. So that conversation will happen. So Definitely. I'm we'll up for it. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So, but for now, how can we find you? How can we get a hold of you? Um, well, I, you know, I work with SOPMED, so you can, you can email me at Kim at SOPMED, SOPMED.org. Um, and if you're looking for ozone providers, et cetera, or you want to get ozone in your home, you know, I'd refer them back to you and we can work together on, uh, programs where, you know, they can get what they need from you. And if they would like to get ozone in their home, they can work with you. Uh, through those devices, et cetera. And really, you know, my favorite company for that is doctorsozone.com uh, or the YouTube channel where they've made it so easy for the general public to learn more about it, to get the, the generators in their homes and to, um, you know, use it many different ways. There's so many different ways in the home to use it. So um, I, would, I would point back to you as, as their, their best resource, but um, definitely feel free to reach out to me if you've got any questions for on ozone or providers or the research or anything that you would like to know. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, any social media for you or your company? Actually, SoftMed, we, we haven't done a lot of social media um, and I actually privately don't do a whole lot either. Um, we do, actually again, we are focused on doctors, trained doctors. So 
you know, if you've got a practitioner who you think fits this bill, you know, is, this is right in, in, in line with their philosophies and the way that they do things and send them my way. Otherwise, if you're looking at it from a public standpoint, um, I would go to simplyo3.com uh, or Doctors Ozone and they do that. Their YouTube channel is fantastic. They've interviewed some of those, you know, those public figures I've mentioned, some of the doc top experts in the world. Um, and so they're speaking to the general public in terms that, that you can understand and realize. If you've got a practitioner, you're going to reach out to me more. Great, great. Well, thanks again. Hey, thank uh, you. It's, it's been it's great. It's been great. And so, you know, for all the listeners out there, thanks for your time. I hope you've learned something from this and I'm sure you did. Don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have more questions or need more information and we'll go from there and we'll see you next time.